hole. On the day that I went to attend a certain lecture at Caffrey Hall, I was running behind schedule, which had become the common state of my life. Indeed, the only reason I did not miss it entirely was because I had purchased a clock of phenomenal ugliness, whose sole virtue, most would call it a flaw, was its intolerably loud chiming. This was the only force capable of rousing me from my haze of letter-writing, for our butler had recently joined the army, our housekeeper had left us to care for her elderly mother, and I was not yet on good enough terms with their replacements to rely on them to evict me from my study by force. But they had the carriage waiting when I came flying down the stairs, and in short order I was on my way to Caffrey Hall. At the time I was grateful because I would have been sorely disappointed to miss the lecture. In hindsight, I would have missed out on a great deal more. The crowd on the street outside was large enough that I directed my driver around the corner, where I disembarked and entered the hall by a side entrance. This deposited me much closer to my first port of call, which was a room near the lecture hall proper. I pressed my ear to the door and heard a voice murmuring inside, which warned me not to disturb him by knocking. Instead, I eased the door open and slipped quietly through. Suhail was pacing a narrow circuit across the floor, sheaf of papers in one hand, the other fiddling with the edge of his untied cravat as if it were a headscarf, muttering in a low, quick voice. It was his habit before any lecture to make one final pass through his points. When he saw me, though, he stopped and took out his pocket watch. Is it time? Not yet, I said. One could not have guessed it by the hubbub, which was audible even through the door. I am dreadfully late, though. There was a new report from Dar al-Tananin. This was the home of the International Fraternity for Draconic Research, and the report concerned the honey-seeker breeding effort, which was establishing the boundaries of developmental lability. Tom Wilker and I had discovered that principle quite by accident during our time there, while trying to determine how much environmental variation a draconic egg could endure without aborting or producing a defective organism. Further research had confirmed that the issue was not so much defectiveness as mutation, which, when successful, adapted the resulting creature to its expected environment. Of course, the theory was not yet widely accepted. No such theory ever is. It has taken an astonishingly long time for the concept of germs to catch on, even though it has the benefit of saving lives. I cannot claim any such grand result for my own theory. But slowly, one generation of honey-seekers at a time, the fraternity's work was laying a foundation even the most skeptical of critics could not assail. Suhail's expression lightened into a smile. I would say I am surprised, but it would be a lie. They have a new idea for how to encourage the growth of larger honey-seekers. I had to read it and see if I could offer any suggestions. Speaking of which, is there anything you need before you throw yourself to the wolves? He turned to lay the papers he held in a leather folder, lest his hand render them sweaty and crumpled. 
I think it is beyond even your tremendous capabilities to produce a second cataract stone for me, which is what I most truly need. A second such artifact might exist, but we had been lucky even to find the first, and could not count upon a repeat of that good fortune. The cataract stone, which I had stumbled across in the jungles of Moulin, was that most precious gift to linguists, a bilingual text. Its upper half was written in the indecipherable draconian script, and its lower half in the much more decipherable Ngaru. Proceeding from the assumption that the two halves contained the same text, we had for the first time been able to discover what a draconian inscription said. Being not a linguist myself, I had in my naivete assumed that would be enough, that with the door thus...